Phoenix Down Radio is on the air. Welcome, everybody, to Phoenix Down Radio. Ep- oh, we're on the wrong. I set it to the wrong thing. Hey, there's Could some we notes. Do a bad? No, I didn't do a bad. I just have it set to the wrong. Um, <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Good to Phoenix Down Radio Amateur Hour. Basically, basically. <laughs> you know what? This is why you join us live here at twitch.tv slash Phoenix Down Radio every other Saturday night, because then you can see this shit. <laughs> Welcome to the Segway game, where we try to make segues to everything. <laughs> no, we, we. I had to make a change last minute, and I forgot to then change the scene in my um, oh. my, my stream deck. So when I hit the button, it went to the, the scene that was already programmed for it. It did what it's supposed to do. I didn't change it. That's on me. Hey, anyway, I'm watching the because the actual Twitch is lagged a little bit. Yep. Like, I'm just like, what is he talking about? Oh, yep. Nope. That's dumb. <laughs> All right. <laughs> that's legit. Yeah. So it, it, it happens. I, I forgot we weren't going to be in game. So I didn't change the scene to the other one. So, yeah, we're, we're fine. We're good. It's all good. So anyway, welcome to Phoenix Down Radio episode number 149. I am your host, Klaus Nightbring. Joining me is Zatalis because unfortunately, Sarah is not feeling well today. He was he was going to join us and he kind of went from 100 to zero very fast and we hope he feels better. He's had a heck of, he had a heck of a day, it sounds like. So, but how are you? Keep the, I'm doing good, man. Uh, been a very busy, did cool adventures with Pyrocats. And uh, we got a whole bunch of cool antique stuff and Ooh. then we went swimming and then I like beelined home and turned on my laptop to be on a show yay we're glad you made it because otherwise it'd be just me here and i'd be like this ain't happening now (laughs) (laughs) welcome to phoenix town radio starring me and only me yeah you lucky bastards you 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 poor (laughs) bastards i mean yeah i had a busy day as well um i decided to bring my grandma into the 21st century oh really we went to go get her an iphone yay well, here, unfortunately, the phone she had a flip phone, one of those uh, phones that was super simplified and designed for seniors. Uh, you open it up and it's ready to make a call, you know that type of, type of thing. And you, it's got yes and no buttons, not okay and cancel. Mm. Like, do you want to call this person? You hit yes. So if not, hit no. <laughs> it that that type. It's like the kind that I can't run because I'm too dumb, <laughs> or maybe just I'm too smart for it. I don't know. But it's one of those things where it's kind of difficult for me to understand. But the, the issue was it, was, it wasn't giving her signal where she was living. So it's the, the options we had were trying to find a device that would work for that. Um, the company that it was with used, you know, I don't know. If we just got a new phone from the same company, it would use the same towers. Is that going to improve anything? So then we decided you know what, let's just get her an iPhone. They're pretty simple. There are ways that we can uh, set them to make them simplified, and I'm researching how to do all that because I'm going to help her with that more tomorrow. But the biggest reason for getting a smartphone, Wi-Fi calling. Her building has Wi-Fi, so we just set Wi-Fi up, and she can call with better quality while she's home than she could with a regular phone. Plus, Oh, cool. Plus um, FaceTime or voice or voice uh, or uh, video calls. 
Um, she can Facebook on it. You know, we're going to try and teach her how to use some of that stuff. So, yeah, I, th I think she's going to like it. But here's the thing. I, I we picked her up at 10 this morning. We went to the, the Verizon store, got there about a little right before right around 11 ish. We couldn't get the phone activated. I had previous I had ordered this ahead of time to try and get the, the porting taken care of so she can keep her number. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so she wouldn't have to change any of that stuff, send it out to everybody so she doesn't have to make that ch that whole cluster change. We did not get that phone activated until about quarter to five this afternoon. So I, I, so I tried to spend some time with her, test, test it, make sure everything worked, stuff like that. So we're going to finish up tomorrow. But uh, hey, at least I'm, I didn't leave her with a, a, a crappy phone. She has a phone that works now. She has a phone. It works. She knows how to use it to make the calls that she needs to for emergency purposes. Yep. Helped her set up some of that emergency stuff as well. You know, I'm Good. not very iPhone savvy, so I had to kind of struggle through some of it, but I wanted to try and get it as set up as possible. We did enable things like the pin and uh, um, uh, touch ID, but I turned them off so she can get used to it using the phone first. But I, I just feel, feel more comfortable having it there in case we need to turn it on for whatever reason. And show her how gotcha. to keep the phone safe so people can't just get access to it. My dad's like, what and are you doing start... that for? I don't use that. And well, you know, well, who's, who's the one that's, that's the, 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 the network engineer here, the network, network guy who, who has not had to worry about any of that kind of stuff. <laughs> also, everybody uses technology differently, even yeah. if it's the same technology. So yeah, just let exactly. it happen. It'll be fine. Exactly. But like I said, we're, I want her to get used to it first. We'll, and then maybe we'll see about turning it back on. I don't know. We'll see. Regardless, she has a phone. And then I also had the opportunity to... My, my folks ended up uh, coming up as well, because then I ended up taking them out, everybody out for lunch. That was, that was fun. It was still a nice day. I got to spend a, you know, a, a full day with my grandma. I mean, could, you couldn't. That's cool. You could. I, you could not say this twelve months ago. Yeah. I mean, I haven't been able to see her before I started helping her try to find her get a, a phone replacement or fixed. I had not been able to see her since her last birthday in twenty. I think it was twenty twenty, which was in February, before all this happened. God, that was a while ago. Yeah. I've I've talked to with her, but I haven't gotten I didn't actually get to see her until like this week. So that was nice. It was it was a good time. Aside from that, uh what else did I uh, what have I been up to? I've actually been up to a lot of stuff, but uh now I So I, you I, sound like you've been busy. I'm like I went and got ramen with my sister. Like Which, that's, that's like my stuff that's is really awesome. short. <laughs> I mean, for once, I mean, you're usually the most interesting potato on the planet, but, uh... And I just, I haven't done anything in the last, like, week, and then I look back, and I'm like, because I was catching up on the fact that I haven't done any of the responsible things for the last two months. No, that's fair. Um, and, and what's up, uh, Seven Deadly Streamers, uh, as we said earlier, you, you just got here, uh, Sarah is not feeling well, so he is not joining us tonight, so it's, you're stuck with myself and, and, and Marvelous, so... Deal with it. <laughs> It'll be fine. But we're going to still have some fun. Um, I could have swore there was something else, but eh, it must not be that important. Cue kid in, in the rain. <laughs> kid in the rain meme. 
for what is it? Uh, um, two and a half men meme. Yep. 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 Anyway, let's go ahead and continue on because we do have some game and community news. We do. So, got some Final Fantasy X news. Um, you know, aside from the news that I will be playing Final Fantasy X two, uh, <laughs> in, in sometime in uh, August. So that is still coming, but that's not the news we're here to talk about. What we're here to talk about is the uh, the, the Final Fantasy X devs are not ruling out a Final Fantasy X three. Okay, so you didn't play ten two, and I, I don't did blame play ten two. I just didn't like it. Okay, fair enough. It's I, it's a job based game that's action oriented. It's very weird. Um, it wasn't there's a, a data log. There's a data log that you can just read, like in the HD remaster for PS3 and PS4, mm-hmm. and it's just like it and takes Steam. about half an hour to read, and it's just the story of what ten three is supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I read it. It's stupid and undermines all of the messages and narrative that you did in one and two. Why? And now they're like, hey, we're not going to rule this out. I'm like, no, rule it out. It's weird. <laughs> Doesn't make sense. Yeah, but like I said, there's still a possibility. According to uh, um, uh, Ten Two Director Toriyama, uh, the possibility is not zero. We're just not done making uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake yet, so we're not in a position to talk about that. Uh, so, who knows? Question mark. Ever gonna get Revenant Wings too? am I? <laughs> I, had I that... don't want it. <laughs> it's such a bad game. That was the, uh, the, the, the Game Boy, or, or the, uh, the DS version for 12, right? DS twelve spinoff. Yep, I had bad that MOBA thing. It was I. I, I beat it. It's fun, but it's not good. I had it, but uh, I I didn't get to play it much because unfortunately I, I lost my DS after that. So friend borrowed it, never returned it. Rip. Rude. Anyway, not uh, not friends anymore. Good. <laughs> That's how that goes. Yeah. Uh, Final Fantasy Eleven news. Apparently, Final Fantasy Eleven was supposed to end with the PS2, but the PC is what kept it going. That actually tracks. Yeah. That makes sense to me. Uh, this is a uh, article that I happened to find from PlayStationLifestyle.net, and uh, redirecting. So, no, I don't want to uh, give you guys any more money. If I'm keeping my ad blocker on. <laughs> right so like okay i really liked 11 but it definitely was a little weird to play in a lot of structure because mm-hmm. just we didn't have mmos quite fit. asheron's call was peak mmo like we had some stuff to figure out still ps2 worked but it was missing a lot of stuff that made life easier that was way easier if you had a keyboard running it on the 10 key but just running a game on the 10 key felt weird because you have a mouse and you have the other 70% of the keyboard and 11 just doesn't care. No, you, it, 11 does not use a mouse. It's very, very strange for most people in 2002-2003 era of gaming. When we were coming off of uh, a lot of Quake, a lot of Unreal Tournament, a lot of Half-Life spinoffs. A lot of Counter-Strike players, and now we're like, oh, let's play this cool MMO. What do you mean I don't use a mouse? But I understand that if they had it on the PS2, and they're just like, it's going to live the life cycle. How long did they produce PS2s for? A long-ass time. 
It was like 2016 or something absolutely bananas. The, the console servers for Final Fantasy uh, 11 shut down in 2016. That's when official support for it died. It was done. But yeah, I remember, let's see, I... It's a long time! Yeah, I got my PS2 in 2000. And this game came out on the PS2 in 2004, I believe it was, in the US. I was beta testing it in 2003? Something like that? But, the uh... PS2 was produced until 2013. Okay, but I mean that's still that's thirteen years of of, of producing a, a console. That's bananas. That is a long time. Yeah, and then like I said, they were supporting this game for the PS2 for an additional three years afterwards. They were going to shut down all the servers, but there were so many people playing on PC, where you know that they decided, well, we'll just bring everybody together. And they mer and there was another server merge about that time, and uh, yeah, and we're now at twenty fucking years for this game. <laughs> and we've played it. I put okay. Did you ever play it on 360? Because I never did. No, that was a very that was a very different version of the game for one, and it was it was their it was only their servers. Yeah, that it's fine. I'm glad people got to experience it, but it's a and that's part experience. Of, that's part of I the reason imagine. why 14 isn't on on Xbox right now as well because initially Microsoft wanted to have their own servers for everything, and Square Enix is like no. We want the, our players to be able to play together. They they made they know they realize the mistake they made with doing that, and they don't want it to happen again. So until Microsoft agrees that all players will play in the same servers owned by Square Enix, it's not going to go on Microsoft's platform. And even there are issues with Sony where I have to have PlayStation Plus to play Destiny. I don't have to have PlayStation Plus to play Fourteen. Exactly. I do have to have PlayStation Plus to play versus mode in a bunch of other stuff that I have mm -hmm. uh, need for speed games and such. I don't have to have it to play Final Fantasy 14, but I do have to pay a 14 sub. Yep. And I'm still using Sony hardware. Yep. And you have to have a Sony uh, account. Yeah, I still have to have a Sony PlayStation account. I just don't have to have PlayStation Plus. They really structured it differently than how Microsoft did. And as a result, it works, but I don't think Sony likes it as much as we think they do. But well, the thing is, it works as is. Sony and SE, they work a lot together. They're huge yes. partners of each other and they're huge supporters of each other. Why do you think so many of the Final Fantasy games are console exclusive to PlayStation right now? Can you imagine Sony deciding that this is where they want to draw the line in the sand is after Final Fantasy 16 and Doug Bowser just makes a phone call and goes, hi, want to be on the switch? That, oh my God, the amount of psychotic behavior will be immense well, because people will lose their minds. That reminds me of one of the things I was going to talk about. I actually did get a pre-order in on the new switch version. Congrats. Those yeah. are a pain to get. Yeah. They. Uh, anyway, we will talk about 11 <laughs> fucking forever, because that game was amazing. It was amazing. It's also a pain in the ass, but it, you know, it rose tinted glasses and all. But but it's our pain in the ass. But I just kind of need to show that, you know, the 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 the, uh, the strong uh, PC player base kept the game uh, from being shuttered. So, thank you, PCs. <laughs>
So yeah, it's kind of. I just thought that was kind of a neat little article. If you want to dig deeper into it, it's it, it's it's worth you know the, the two minute read. For sure, for sure. All right. So then we have a lot of fourteen news that we're going to talk about before we get into uh, our di- quick discussion mm-hmm. on the live letter that happened two weeks ago that we had to skip because we had so much other news to talk about. <laughs> hey guys, let's take a month off. There won't be anything. Shit. Okay. Oh, and uh, literally four weeks later. <laughs> three hours and we didn't hit everything. <laughs> exactly. Well, it was only two hours and 20 minutes, I think. But uh, anyway, it was so wild. anyway, in 14, we have a make it rain campaign going on right now. So you can get <laughs> the rainmaker uh, hairstyle again. Um, there's some new games that you can buy with MGP and they are fucking amazing. You can get the, the new housing mini games. Yeah. The finer minor out on a limb and you can get the Moogle's paw. So there are, you can now get six games for your housing items. And I, of course, you know, I bought them all and I put them all in the FC house. So. Also have enough MGP to just buy every new thing that drops the day it drops. Yeah, well, yeah, duh. I mean, and I even spent <laughs> 3 million MGP uh, like a month ago because I, I capped. And I had to, oh otherwise I was going to get nothing. But I'm, and I'm back up at 7 point some million again. Because it's make it rain! Oh god. Because you have, remember, you've got to do your, uh, um, your weekly uh, fashion report, because that's going to give you... Uh, a lot. 90,000 if you if you hit that, 80 80 plus and if you hit the 80 points yeah and if you have the uh the either the FC buff or um the um the squadron buff that you get mm-hmm. you can get 99,000 MGP uh, a special shout out to Rory Fenrir who in our discord will usually post yep shout the, out um, to Nick Nar for doing it this week uh, did Nick Nar do it this week yeah yep. uh for posting the uh results of what you need to put yep. in in order to get those points yep. because yeah it's handy yeah shout out to Aurori and, and Nick Nar for, for putting up something that we need to shout out Kyoko Star for <laughs> yes because they're they, for sure uh, Kyoko Star uh, puts it out on the uh, subreddit every week so thank you to them for putting in all the work for doing that it makes it a lot easier for us to find stuff they also put it out in like an hour and a half like I yeah. have no idea how they figure it out so fast. Insanity. Um, the other thing is there's also a new minion. You get the Sabatender Senorita. Oh, I don't have that. I yeah. should fix that. You have to go pick that up. Uh, and every, uh, I uh, like minions. All the, uh, uh, the uh, MGP items are at 30% off, I believe. Or, or in, in that rough area. Like the, the games, instead of being 300k, are 200k MGP each. Um... Any of the glamour stuff, if you if you talk to the special Moogle, the special attendant, you can get like for the hundred k stuff for seventy k, um, you know stuff like that. So if you are sh- if you don't have a, a you know nine million MGP like I do, um, you, you can definitely save a a, few, a pretty penny and do that. Plus, you can earn it so freaking fast; it's insane. But yeah, yeah that goes until August eleventh, so you have plenty of time to do it. Some more. And this next bit was something that I saw and didn't believe and had to pause my very not busy day to make sure that it was real. Yeah. Um, Final Fantasy 14 has a lot of new players, Asmongold being part of it. Um, and frankly, wow, 
dipping in popularity again. Mm -hmm. uh, Final Fantasy XIV temporarily halted digital sales of the game due to overwhelming popularity. How many copies do you have to sell to sell out of a digital game? <laughs> well, and that's the, I, fu the funny thing. I think they just halted it. Everybody kept saying oh, yeah, yeah, they, they sold out. You can't fucking no. sell out on something that's digital. All right. No. However, you know and I know that you can't assign an infinite value. No. So what they assigned was a 9,999,999 value that restores to that amount every time you reset the servers or a 24-hour clock passes or whatever. Yeah. So here's the so my brain when it said it's sold out because I know how online platform gaming works, I went did some did we sell 10 million copies of a game in a 24 hour period? Cuz oh my god, I want to know how cuz that's amazing. Obviously that's not what happened. Uh they just had to halt it a little bit because it was so popular that a lot of players were having difficulty logging in and new players were experiencing difficulty getting anything done because there was just so many people in every single major city on Eorzea. Yeah. Um, I mean, there was a, a a point in time where every single server on North America was not allowing new player signups. Yeah, every server was was halted. There were yeah on some servers hundreds of people in queue. It it could take twenty to forty minutes to get logged into the game. I it, it was that crazy, especially over on Aether. Where um where where Asmund Gold and a number of other WoW uh, players have come over with their uh, um their player base and their fans and they are mm -hmm. joining them there so but it's absolutely insane. Um, remember how two weeks ago I said, oh yeah, we're gonna you know pretty soon we're gonna hear that you know SE hit our, at the twenty million mark. Well, according to this article, more than twenty two million accounts are registered with the game. Yeah, please read the text boxes and then you will know how to play the game. But also welcome. Also, well, you will have a good time. This is a cool place. There's a lot of weird stuff to do. Ignore the stupid and just keep going. There's a lot of cool stuff in, in front of you. Yep. Um, but I mean, it's it's slowed down a little bit now. The game is back on sale. And in fact, uh, we go to our next piece of news. It's, it is it's, very much on sale. Yeah, it's it's not only for sale, it is on sale. Uh, if you go to the uh, the NA store or the Square Enix store in general, and uh, you can now get the complete game for $24. That's everything. Yeah, I mean... That's Heavensward, Stormblood, Shadowbringers, Realm Reborn, everything up through 5 point whatever. Yep. Um, and... <laughs> For PC, it though. still comes with a free month. It still comes with a free month, mm -hmm. which is like what thirteen bucks, fifteen bucks. I don't remember. Well, don't the the, sta the standard subscription is fifteen dollars a month. If you have the uh, or no, the standard is thirteen. The ex expanded one where you can have multiple characters on a server is fifteen a month. Fifteen or sixteen. It's but yeah, it's twenty four dollars for. I mean, if you how long does store take? 75 hours, 100 hours, somewhere in there. Heavensward, same story. Realm Reborn, probably more. If you're looking at 
400 hours of gameplay without hitting extreme content and skipping Eureka? No, I think they've. it's actually gone like, down. Um, like, I think people have been able to get through ARR in, like, sub-50 hours. It's oh, been that's sim- true, because they scratched a lot, a lot of stuff. Um, but just the fact that we have this much game content, because the kind of general rule is I want to play a game for one hour for every dollar I spent on it. If it's a $20 game and I play it for 15 to 20 hours, I'm kind of okay with it. It's not so bad. $60 game and I only played it for 25, 30 hours. I'm pretty mad about it. This is a 400-hour game for $24. That's amazing. And this, you know, you're, and you're telling this to the guy who has like... Uh... 700 days of in-game time. I don't want to talk about how many hours I've logged in <laughs> Sega GT. I just don't. It's bad. But is Same it anywhere story. near 700 days? I mean, the game didn't even last that long. So, <laughs> no. But... <laughs> and I know there no, are people who I have had, more. Uh, I had number one times on like three or four tracks, which doesn't sound like a lot, but it was a Dreamcast game. So there was only like 12 tracks. So okay, it was a lot. <laughs> All right. And with the, 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 the surge of, of new players, um, a lot of them are coming from WoW. A lot of people out there are saying that Final Fantasy 14 is destroying WoW right now. And no. you know what? Yoshida says, don't say that. Come on. Nope. Nope. He's not happy to say, say people are saying Final Fantasy XIV is beating WoW. In an article from PC Gamer, um, he, he said this. Blizzard is definitely aware, but without World of Warcraft, or Realm Reborn wouldn't exist. Uh, WoW was the game we constantly looked up to. He also showed his disapproval for the conversation surrounding which game is doing better, saying... Our goal was to recreate a Final Fantasy version of WoW. So saying we won or lost to WoW is off base to start with because they were the game we were aspiring to be. I think that coming from old school Pokemon player, something that I had to explain to a lot of people coming in is it's your rival. He's not your final boss. He's not your enemy. It's your rival. Mm -hmm. It is okay to have a rival a rival is not necessarily an enemy. Nope. A rival is somebody is, you are trying to get to the level of or trying to aspire, aspire to. to be. Yeah. 14. Wow. Black Desert. Destiny 2. They're all MMOs. One's a looter shooter. Two are fantasy themed and one comes from a really long standing franchise. Another comes from another long standing franchise from two separate genres. We've got a lot of stuff to pick from. This is a huge landscape of gaming. We're not beating anyone. We're all playing together because, frankly, Guild Wars 2 still exists and has a huge player base. Yeah, I mean, it, it's free to play. And from and what I understand, so it's, going it's to a lot forever. of fun. Yeah. And it's going to continue to get support from, from, from the devs. We're not against each other. No. We're playing the goal is, I mean, from a business standpoint, the goal is entertainment. And if you're not, if you don't have a player, their entertainment is coming from somewhere else. So, yeah, you're going to start figuring out where that entertainment's coming from. Maybe going, huh, they like that. What if we brought that in here? Mm-hmm. Oh, they don't like that. What if we patched that out and didn't do that anymore? And you can see across things like Guild Wars, World of Warcraft and 14, you can see us kind of rise and fall 
into certain things that we're doing just because sub stuff works and attracts players. Yeah, we still have Lords of Verminion. I don't get that one either, man. I'm t- <laughs> I've been trying for like four years. I don't, I got nothing. I can't put anything to it. No, it, it's, 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 it's kind of a, a cute little RTS, but yeah. I, I plugged a mouse into the PS4 just because, oh my God, controller is terrible for <laughs> Lords of Verminion. Yeah, 100%. But I played it and like, I actually decided to like play it in earnest just to see if it was something that I missed or I didn't understand or there was more nuance to it. And I just determined that running nothing but FF1 fighters endlessly into the wall until you win wins every single AI scenario. So I was like, all right, I'm out. I never <laughs> went with that. I went with there was a, a when it first came out, I actually wanted to try and, you know, my, well, my goal was to get through the, the 24 of the different scenarios so I could get my Tontania minion. Mm-hmm. Um, there were a, a few, you know, I, I, I monitored, you know, some of the other people's strategies and, you know, there was a couple of them where if you just had like, there's like five, four, three or four different minions that you would run, you would build up these over here, then these over there, and then you would just, you know, keep them up and then you would replace as needed and, uh, run them into, uh, eventually you'd run them to this side, then this side, and you run everything to the center, done. Yep. The boss fights were a little bit different because you had to, you know, there was a different thing you had to accomplish with that, but, uh, there was a focused goal, but yeah, there's, but we are not against World of Warcraft. We are no. not against any MMO. This is not a fight to the death. This is a opportunity to tell a story, which is what Square Enix has been doing since 1987. You know what they need to do? They, they need to bring Fort Condor into Final Fantasy 14 because that is a fun little game. Yes, I would play that. It is That'd hella fun from, from Intergrade. It is so much fun. Please. Well, I mean, or, or just change the rules so it's simpler like that. Because, I mean, basically, True. that's what um, Verminion is, or, or Lords of uh, Fort Condor is basically um, a, a better version of, of Lords of Verminion. Because you have to go out and you have to collect all the pieces that you're going to use. And, it, it, yeah, it's just cool. Let's, just, let's do that. Seems legit. Right. But hey, we need people to do that with. And Square Enix has noticed that we couldn't get a whole lot of people logged in. So they've decided to take a few steps to allow more of us to log in. Thank yep. God. Um, I'll go AFK auto log off got re-enabled. So rip Limsa Liminsa. Yeah, Limsa is going to be a disaster. And honestly, fishing is going to be interesting. because Fishing, I, you're still going to be able to do. They did announce they're like specifically for fishing and a lot of gathering stuff like you can just chill because sometimes you are standing in one spot for 22 minutes until the weather cycles. Mm -hmm. And there are some fishing. I still have the level 50 fishing quest because I just never finished it because I just I have a life. I can't speaking of I can't do I restarted doing that one. Guess who caught guess who caught an endoceros. Okay, first of all, I hate you a little bit. Second of all, good job. <laughs> I'm working right now. Well, the, the tough one is going to be the Helicopteron or the Helicopteron from yeah. uh, Sagaly because that one you have to go from this to like Fireweather oh. or something like that. Uh, also, been having. I've been. I almost caught um, the one at uh, Earth's um, Gift. I, I okay. finally caught a freaking uh, um, giant uh, Taketaro. And got okay. my Fisher's intuition for a minute, and I had two casts 
where I got the triple uh, uh, exclamation points over my head. Guess awesome. who? Di- guess who didn't stand up when he tried to reel it in? No! Both times. <laughs> I hate you. Fishing is a pain in the ass. Anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, login servers have been upgraded. Uh, so now we allow 18,000 simultaneous logins, Isn't which is crazy? about 750 a server. That's a lot of people. Yeah, and they're doing the same. They're doing something similar over in uh, EU. I think that's already been taken care of. They were going to do that this week, I believe, as part of what a, is the emergency popularity of What is the popularity of Hyperion? Or well, Hyperion, population, sorry. Um, it's like it used to be a lot higher than it is now. It, it, I mean, because it was mm-hmm. one of the legacy servers. It started off with yeah. a, a huge population, but um, I want to say that it's actually kind of in the lower third of Primal. Honestly, there are times when it's yeah. been, it's been a, a preferred server for a, a couple of times. So weird to me. But yeah, but I don't know. Well, that's just because eighteen thousand players is, seems like a lot, but like that numbers don't mean anything unless there's a scale. So yeah, like, I I, I want to say the last number that I saw for the, a lot of the servers, most of them were in the twenty five thousand range. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are ways around the auto log on or auto log off mm-hmm. if you are. In a craft, you are not going okay. to be uh, um, kicked off. If you are at a summoning bell, you are not going to get kicked off. Mm. Um, if you I are in a, that, but all right, yeah, there, there are a lot of ways like that. But you know what? I'm okay with having the auto log off. That's maybe also part of the reason why we're not in game, other than the fact that Talos got in late and couldn't go in. We would all have to be moving our, our characters around a little bit to make sure that we didn't uh, go AFK for too long, because, you know, 30 minutes doesn't take very long when you're podcasting. Yeah. So. Anywho, uh, it, they set it up so it's prioritizing everybody that's paying for the game over the free trials. Um, which makes which sense. makes sense from a business standpoint, but also, I'm also like, man, how shitty would you feel if you're like, I'm going to play the free trial, which also contains Heaven's Word, an award-winning whatever, and then you get in, and then you're in queue for two hours, and then you're like, this is stupid. <laughs> like, you're not even playing. Like, that might suck. So I hope they're still able to get everybody in. Yeah. And, and it's, it's, I'm sure, like I said, it's going to ebb and flow. You know, it, there was a yes. huge amount of people who came on when when Asmund Gold started in which was what cued a lot of this to be honest with you um and it's going to die off you know because not everybody who's j- jumped in is now going to stick around i hope a lot of you no. do because this is an amazing game with an amazing storyline and with a lot of uh, a really dedicated player base who really enjoy this game but it's not for everybody so no but uh one final fantasy 14 gamer has decided that he wanted to fully commit uh to this game in one of the weirdest, ah. grossest, and stinkiest ways of all time. Uh, <laughs> he ate 138,000 eggs during a 69-hour live stream. Nice. Nice. Um, Which just finished yesterday, I believe. As someone that spent a month living entirely on bananas, protein powder, and eggs in order to fix the chemist, the, my body chemistry to lose weight. I decided I wanted to figure out how, you know, I just, I was going to eat nothing but eggs. Cause that was just what I was doing. I got to about 40 and I legitimately almost had to go to the hospital. Like I have no idea how this dude has hit 138,000 eggs in game. I know, but I just, 
No, well, consider no. that as a human. How? No, impossible how as a human. How dead would you be? But how dead would you be? He had some really interesting ways to try and avoid carpal tunnel as well. Instead of having oh. to click every time, he had voice um, alert or um, voice commands set up. Okay. He would like to say eat, 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 eat every so often, and the game would recognize the the software recognize that, and it would send the commands to the, to his character, and it would eat a, an egg. Uh, he also ended up hooking up like a uh, a foot pedal, so he could use his foot to tap it as well, so he didn't have to lose his voice after a while. And he so he had multiple ways to do it. I think he had, he maybe even had it set up where uh, his, if somebody said it in his Twitch chat, it would send a command to the computer, which would send a, a macro to the, the to the game. Yeah, it was crazy. It was it was amazing. It was gorgeous. Discussing with some uh, it was insane. old pedagogics friends, we were discussing like. You know, I don't understand why students cheat. They spend more work figuring out how to cheat than they would if they had just studied the material in the first place. I feel like he's put so much effort into making this happen. So <laughs> like, if you're it easier to just click every time. If you're interested to find it, uh, the, this this guy, he's a, a Twitch streamer, um, uh, Rubber Ninja, um, also uh, a.k.a. Ross O'Donovan. And he is... Uh, Probably sleeping right now, and I, I, I certainly hope so, because if you're going to be up for that long, you know, after eating an inventory full of uh, stacks of 999 eggs. I, yeah. But like I said, at least it's not... It, oh, the other thing that he had to do while during the stream was every meal had to have egg in it. That he ate in real life. I wouldn't hate that. No, I, I love it. like... But he, right, but he I kinda, would be like, I'm having chicken parmesan. Like, <laughs> there's an egg to stick the breading to deal with it. Yeah, he kind of did something like that. He he bought uh, chicken nuggets and he covered them in mayo instead, because mayo has egg yolk. Yeah, that's okay. The, that's that's kind of stretching it, if you ask me. But eh, it oh, was what now it was. we're getting into the weird mayo egg chicken donberry bowl thing, and that's <laughs> where things get weird. Oh, oh the, the, the happy the whole, family bowl. Yeah, the, the the mother and and uh, and and the mother and child, child and then the happy family bowl yeah. is where it comes with mayo. I said that to a, my doctor buddy. Oh my god! And he was just like, "What's well, called?" It's like that was the mother and child, and he's like, "Oh, that's kind of morbid." And we're yeah. like, "Oh yes, but also if you add mayo, it's called the happy family bowl." And I saw the bottom of his lips turn up to his eyeballs in fear as he just couldn't fathom the gross stupidity that i just said and then i showed him a picture and he left the room That's he amazing. was not having it love it love it um and then we also have some interesting final fantasy adjacent news because for those of you who may not be aware the tokyo 2020 summer olympics are happening now in 2021 they are currently live and i believe it was yesterday morning was the uh the opening ceremonies and apparently, they introduced all of the athletes to video game music. Yes. And there were a number of Square Enix franchises that were included in this. Um, including, from Final Fantasy, they had the Victory Fanfare and the main theme. Uh, from Kingdom Hearts, they had Olympus Coliseum and the Heroes Fanfare. From Dragon Quest, they had Roto's theme. Chrono Trigger featured... the. Frog's theme and Robo's theme. Uh, and they had the, the Saga series had the Minstrel's Refrain, which uh, Saga series medley from 2016. And Nier 
had Song of the Ancients, which Final Fantasy XIV players will recognize from uh, the uh, copied factory raid. <laughs> so, SE was very well represented. Also, they had uh, songs from the Tales of series, Monster Hunter, Ace Combat, Sonic, Pez, Fantasy Star, Universe, Gradius, and Soul Calibur. How crazy is that? I think it's so cool that because uh, we've always kind of been like, especially on this show, we've talked about, hey, it's more than just MIDI, like game soundtracks are real yep. music and there's a lot going on. And the fact that they're like, hi, this is the music that other than J-Rock that we are known for. Now, granted, and they just threw it out. These were all orchestral <laughs> versions of these yeah. songs, you know, which, you know, you hear, we hear a lot of those, you know, especially if you come hang out with us. I play it. That was quite a quite frequently. Um, so, I mean, it's not, they didn't actually play the actual game or music from the game. They, they played orchestral renditions of them. So it was a little bit more, um, palatable Formal. to the, uh, to the non-initiated, but the to us, listener. but to those of us in the know, we were all like, Oh my God, they're doing the victory fanfare. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> so fun. <laughs> they're coming into Robo's theme. Those suckers. <laughs> You know, that kind of shit, so... It's I awesome. will say, if I... In the event that I'm ever in the Olympics for something, I I want to walk out to Frog's theme, because <laughs> that music <laughs> is freaking fire, <sighs> and I would love the hell out I've of it. I've been looking so hard to try and find video of this, but unfortunately, NBC is being absolutely stingy on all of this shit, so... That's because they can sell it afterwards. Yeah. So... Unless you have a VPN, you might be able to find it somewhere else, but unfortunately, I don't, ha I, I, I don't have that, that right now. Maybe I'll have to invest in one. You know, maybe NordVPN can come sponsor us. <laughs> <laughs> or, or ExpressVPN, one of those. I don't know. We'll see. Express is the better of the two. I think so. Anyway. I think so. You, you can maybe uh, support Mikey Chen if you like Strictly Dumpling. I think he has a thing with ExpressVPN. That dude is awesome, speaking of. Sorry. We had to get, had to get food in I, somewhere. I'm uh, catching up on uh, the chat here. Pyrocat says the sewing machine was apparently made in 1928. That's pretty neat. That's that's a almost 100-year-old sewing machine. How old is your crafting gear? <laughs> <laughs> right? All right, so we're going to jump into some uh, discussion and news from the last episode because we just had way too much stuff to talk about. It was kind of oh, nice yeah. coming back to that, though. That was a, a great episode to come back to, though, I thought. It was fun. But, you know, just before our last episode, there was a 14-hour broadcast uh, for Final Fantasy fourteen, And uh, we had a live letter happen during that. Um, we're still going to use the, the uh, information from Nova Crystallis. Oops, I didn't want to do that. I accidentally got rid of the link part of it. I wanted to copy it. So if you want to follow along with us. Only copy. You can uh, go ahead and check out their website. They do an amazing job of uh, keeping up with Final Fantasy and Square Enix news, so go give them some, some support. Um, I know you don't have a PC, Talas, but uh, you did watch the Benchmark trailer, did you not? I did. Some of the stuff that we get to see um, that's going to be coming up in Endwalker is freaking amazing, isn't it? We got to see excited. I'm reluctantly excited because I'm just I'm dealing with burnout. I acknowledge that. But it does look like something that I'm going to be interested in playing. And it looks like there's going to be a lot of content that is going to be 
kind of a lot more shifting to what we think of as the game. Because when we came into Stormblood, like the trailer had like the really cool scene with the samurai in the alleyway. Mm -hmm. When we came into Shadowbringers, we had the trailer where he's switching between jobs in the fight. And this is coming in with more footage that is like, here's cool stuff that you get to do now. But you don't but, get to just walk in and be a hero anymore. No, remember, do stuff. Remember, though, those trailers were the actual cinematic trailers that you were talking mm -hmm. about. This is the benchmark trailer. This is the uh, one that shows us all the cool stuff. All of their benchmarks had similar things as well. Oh, I, this might be a different one than the video that I was watching. Okay, then. so, so I, I just linked this one to the chat. Like I said, this is what you. This one, sh uh, the benchmark always shows off. Uh, things that are going to be coming into the game like we get to see um, they, they of course show the the uh, the warrior of light Derplander, um in mm -hmm. the the paladin gear from level 90 uh, That we're gonna be able to get once we uh, get leveled up and through the game um, But it also shows other uh, warriors of light in other jobs We get to see all the AF for all of them as well uh, Some of the new moves coming up the fact that we are fighting with Garleans against a number of uh, uh, what, uh, what appear to be like void scent or some other type of mm -hmm. uh, um, potential demonic slash um, lunar possessed beasts and fiends is quite interesting. Um, and yeah, then, I have not seen this trailer, man. I'm watching it live right now. So, I mean, it's pretty trippy. This is, and like I said, this is what plays through as you are testing your system. Um, so I'm curious out there, you guys watching this live at twitch.tv slash Phoenix Star Radio, how many of you have played it, this on your PC and what were some of the scores that you got? Just kind of curious. Um, I had posted my score in our Discord, um, with, of course, the new, uh, you know, 39, 3080 and a, uh, you know, a, a Ryzen 5900. Uh, I was able to score just north of 22,000 points. So, I think I'm ready for the game. <laughs> Wait. Plus, the other cool thing about having the benchmark is, like the last one, we get to do a character creation with the Bunny Boys. So oh, I, Lord. There's, there actually was a uh, contest. I think it's maybe good. I think you can still enter until Monday the 26th where you can either post your score or uh, a, a you know a, a snapshot of your 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 bunny boy from the uh, the character creator to the official uh, Square Enix um, Twitter page and you know you can have a chance to win something so you know you can get yourself a scarf of wondrous wit that you missed in the uh, the last Moogle treasure trove <laughs> <laughs> if you really need it yeah. oh yeah I have to watch this later because I haven't watched this yet it's it's really Sweet. good. It's really good. I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was pretty well done. Um, except for I still cannot stand that red mage hat. It's terrible. No, the hat's dumb. The hat's, the hat's dumb. The, the rest of the armor is beautiful. I love it. I'll probably end up re-glamoring it on my red mage, but I'm keeping the level 70 hat because that hat is bomb. That is a solid hat. All right. So again, the benchmark did release on July 11th. So... You know, if you have not had a chance to yet, go ahead and download it, run it on your PC, and, and share your Bunny Boy creations with us on the Discord. We really would appreciate that. I will link that in the chat so you can find that. Um, 
besides that, they did go through an Endwalker announcement recap, um, talking about how Endwalker 6.0 will be, feature the conclusion of the Highland and Zodiac saga. So we will end. How many years of uh, eight years? Eight of storyline. Eight. Isn't that crazy? That's a long time. Eight and a half, somewhere in there. Yep. The main scenario will feature more scenes than previous expansions and more voice scenes. I'm glad they're doing more voice acting. It's yes. kind of difficult to do, and especially now that like a lot of these voice actors had to build home studios. Um, I know like Funimation just closed their Texas office. They were like, why? Everybody's working from home. This is stupid. Because And so now their voice acting is all done like in people's homes. Mm -hmm. So now we have the ability to do more voice acting because we don't have to schedule everybody and mm -hmm. take up space mm -hmm. and schedule five people at once. I mean, we just go with one guy and a script and then they edit it later. If people like me can get this kind of equipment pretty easily, just imagine what professional voice actors have in their setups. Oh, yeah, my friend Christina got, like, a stack of soundproofing walls, like, one day just delivered to her apartment. Like, it was insane. Yeah, I mean, I've, it's not hard to get. I've thought about doing some soundproofing on the on the backside of this here to, you know, kind of maybe it's you don't hear much, but I, I would suppose that if I were doing, you know, super high quality audio and sending that out, they would probably hear some bouncing back and some issues that way. But uh yeah, I mean, it's we are it, hosting a podcast, not producing sellable product that is going to be representative of someone else's property. That is no. Oh, that I, I'd love yeah, to get into that though. Work. Hey, and if Someday. anybody's hiring and you want this lovely voice in your product, call me. <laughs> Pepsi, the choice of a new generation. Join us here at Podcast Off Phoenix Down Radio. <sighs> anyway, um. Old Charlayan will function similar to uh, the Crystarium or Kugane or Ishgard, so it's going to be the um, place City. that we're going to be hanging out. And uh, Rad's at Hand is going to be more like Idleshire or Ralgar's Reach. It's going to be the place we go to a little later on. Or it's going to be so like we the have smaller our, area. We have our city, and then we have like our final hangout place. Yep. Gotcha. Uh, you'll be able to use Explorer more to visit Endwalker Dungeons, um, but not right away. You'll have to wait until an expansion patch, but they are going to be adding that in, which is nice, because I think that's kind of a neat thing, especially if you really want to get a deep dive into um, some of these dungeons and not just run them as the soulless loot tunnels that everybody else seems to use them for. There's a lot mm -hmm. of hidden lore in those things. Yes, a ton. And not just the little... Uh, the, the sparkly things that you click on on the ground to read a little bit of story. If, if there are NPCs or anything else that's around there, sometimes you get those little pop-up dialogues that, that, that if you read mm -hmm. those, there's some really interesting stories happening there. So make sure to, it's an opportunity to check all that out. Um, so Sage and Reaper will be added as new jobs, of course, and Alfie and, and Xenos will take on these jobs um, in-game as uh, NPCs or but people we NPCs. fight against. Did I, say, did I say NPC? NPC, where it's an odd player character with a name yeah. that's going to do stuff. Also, Alphano has had, I think, three jobs, but also Realm Reborn jobs didn't really exist because they just everybody had cure, everybody had protect, everybody had stone skin, everybody really? had. Really, fast this is strike. his only. This is really his only job change. He's been a uh, an arcanist since the beginning. 
Yeah, that's actually, yeah, he kind of has been. Yeah, so he hasn't changed his job. Uh, it really, it was, uh, um, Alice who changed her job. You know, she was the first one because she was kind of, a, uh, not as good of an arcanist, I think, because she had a book too. And then she, Wait, she, Alice, she switched over to Red Mage. Alice, Thancred, and Ishtola changed, changed her job. Yep. Um, yeah, because it, and Urianger also changed. Because he, he used to be nothing, and then he was suddenly I, I, I thought he was a thaumaturge to start with. Was he? I don't remember. I'm not going to play through Rumberborn again to find out. Sound off in the comments or email no, us no, no, that was, Down Radio. That was Papalima who was the, bla who was the thaumaturge. <sighs> now I'm sad. All right. Sorry. Fine. Yeah, I'll live. What, was, what would have Urianger been then? If you know, email us, podcastradio.com. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, Lord. All right. Spy? That was, that's not a job. That's not a job. So was anyway. He a rogue? No, that was Thancred. That was Thancred, technically. Who was also a paladin, I think, at one point, too, wasn't he? He was a paladin. He was gladiator. a paladin back when paladins could use knives and bucklers. It was a uh, while ago. <laughs> All right, so the new eight-man raid, Pandemonium, will be released two weeks after launch. The Savage difficulty will come four weeks uh, after launch, so two weeks after that. Okay. Um, and then the 24-man Myths of the Realm will not be released until patch 6.1. Which is, that's So we're doing normal. our 24-mans at point one, point three, and point five. Yep, just like in the past. And, and the, uh, the uh, um, story, uh, the eight-man and, and the Savage for that at... Uh, Zero, two, and four. Which it works. It works. Don't mess with it. Yep. People are used to Straight it right up. now. Okay, so here's the information on that lottery system that uh, people are still... There is, we don't have full information Meh. yet, but a lottery system will be implemented for housing. Requirements will be added to participates. You must deposit your gill. You cannot use a free trial account. Things like that. Um, and they will post uh, more information later because I think the biggest question people have right now do you get your gill back? How much gill do you have to put down? Is this going to become the new gill sink for Final Fantasy XIV? If I put a million gill down and don't get a house... I'm going to be pissed. I'm going to be really pissed. If I put 500,000 gill down, I'm going to be pretty pissed. If I put 20k gill down, eh, not so much. I don't really care. Now, what I would like to see is something like it is 100 or 500 or even a million but you get it back mm -hmm. or it's a one-time buy-in and then the lottery is just forever randomized and you might get it eventually. Maybe we'll see. I don't know. We don't know yet. More information will be available yeah. later. Please look forward yeah. to it. Also, the other question that comes from this, is this going to apply to everybody? If I want to move my house, am I going to have to jump into the lottery to do that? Or can I just still move like I can now? I have a feeling that it's going to be oh, just for people who do not quite own a house yet. Where, but if you do have a house, you can you can slide in and move. But then your will, your play, your old plot will go for lottery. Who knows? We'll have to see. They might make it so everybody has to do that. Can hassle. Keep your house if you want it. Hmm. That is what the answer is here. Also, there should be a house available in the goblet in about a week because Bannon hasn't checked this in a while. <laughs> is he not subbed right now? He's like me. He just, he's like, I finished the MSQ and I just don't care about anybody. Mm. So he just peaced out. He's like, I'll deal with this later. 
All right, then they talk a little about data center travel. Um, travel between data centers will be available in the same region at first. So the Japanese okay data that. centers will be able to, to transfer between each other. The NA data centers, the Europe, and then Oceana, yada, yada, yada. So um, we can go to Aether and Crystal, but we can't go to, like, Mana or, or Elemental. Or whatever. Got you. It's fine. Yeah, and but it's it, it will come. We will soon be able to visit our friends in Oceana. That'll be nice. Yeah, but it, they need to make sure that they can get it to transfer amongst the data centers that are local to each other first before they can address mm-hmm. pushing it across the world. Because they're basically taking your character data, copying it, marking it as inactive on your home center, and moving it over to a, an entirely new um, set of servers, a new server farm, and making you it active are effectively- there. You are effectively a debugged character. Your your, your data is being transferred temp, while temporarily over to this other area because I believe you actually have to log out and back in in order to switch to a different uh, you do. Um, data center. So here's the other catch, though. If I, I mean, it's like the Poke Walkers, right? You know, if you lose your Poke Walker, you just say that your Pokemon finds its way back home, and then you just you don't get the experience, you don't get the levels or whatever because it copied your Pokemon. And then you'd go off on your Pokewalker, and then if you lost it, it would just reload from the original version. So let's say I copy my character, and then I go to Crystal or Aether or whatever. We already mm-hmm. know that if we move around in our data center and we buy something, finish something, finish a quest, get an achievement, whatever, and then we go back to our home server, we still have credit for doing that thing. What happens if we start going to, let's say, Oceana and completing something before reset on a Monday night. And then we come back to our home server and it's after reset. Can we then double dip on stuff no. between Monday reset, and Tuesday? Reset is, is at the same time on every server. So is it 6 a.m. or midnight or it, 9 it's, p.m.? It's it based matter. off of midnight Japanese time. Okay, cool. Every server. Boy, oh boy, because I did not... Mm, I mean, that, that's, that would have that's, been really dicey. Yeah, but that's why reset is set that way. It's set to midnight in Japan because they want to make sure that every. That's why our reset happens at 10 a.m. for me. It's like 8 a.m. Oh, for you. Oh, is that what guys. it is? Okay. Mm-hmm. That's why that happens. Yeah, I think it's like eight, I think it's like 8 a.m. Tuesday or something. Yep. I don't know. I'm not up at single digit it, because, hours because so it that's matter. that's midnight Japan. Gotcha. Yep. So that would avoid gotcha. that that whole whole different scenario there. Um. And then eliminate rega- the problem in the first place. Got it. Yep. Regarding games battle set systems, the values will be downscaled, so we're going to get that number squish um, to prevent a variety okay. of issues. Um, but you don't think that your character is getting weaker. We're just getting reassigned values of the same power, and everything is getting squished down. So even the boss's HP is getting squished down. The amount of damage they're doing is getting squished down. It's a percentage of the original. So that way we can continue to grow without hitting any overflows. Because if we overflow, we're going to crash. What was it? 440 million HP? Oh my god. Yeah, there's a, a one of the like probably one of the savage bosses in like A12 or something like that has like 440 like million that. HP. Or maybe maybe he was talking about the ultimate boss that didn't come out yet. But now, now it's gonna have a squished amount of HP. I don't know. Who knows? We'll see. I will say it was really nice when, as a warrior, 
in Stormblood, if I built myself correctly and melded correctly, I would crack over 100k HP when I used a specific skill, and it looked really cool, and it mm -hmm. felt really cool. And now you're what? And 200? now I just sit at a buck twelve, like all the time. Dude, and you, I kind of don't like it. It doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel like I've earned it. I feel like having an entire extra digit when you use a special effect that has a 60 second or 180 second cooldown. I feel like that is a good gameplay experience. So I'm okay with this squish because I kind of want my numbers to kind of be a little bit more tame. And then when the cool thing happens, that's when I get to see those 20k crits as a warrior. Not all the time 20k and then crit at 26. But dude, I want to see the big you, numbers when cool stuff happens. Not you should be at like 160k for your uh, HP. I haven't yeah, upgraded but, gear yeah, since yeah, if, if you're at, at 5.5 um, highest high, high level gear, like my, my bard is sitting at 132k. I think I'm at like a hundred and yeah, I'm at, I'm low. I don't yeah, know. You, you I finished, also haven't logged in in months. You finished the game and then you've just been kind of chilling, hanging out at the, at the Etsy house whenever you want and doing the things. I love logged in. I have been sitting next to you on a couch every time that I have logged in since I worked at Pagliacci. It's been a while. Yeah, which that was a few months ago. March. Yeah. It's a while. But yeah, so we're going to crunch down to, what did they say, like 20% or that or something? Or whatever. I mean, I they'll scale it down. As, an, as a Magic player, Yu-Gi-Oh player, Pokemon player, I've watched Power Creep. Mm -hmm. And I remember... I mean, Blizzard's oh, done this a couple of times. Right, where you're just like, you know, oh, I have a 4-4 dragon. Oh my god, that's insane. Well, my dragon has 3,000 attack points. Oh my god, that's insane. I casually, with two button presses while eating a burger this afternoon with Pyrocats, had one of my monsters hit 5,200 attack on turn one in Yu-Gi-Oh. The power creep is insane, and it's not interesting, and it creates a kind of crappy play space, because now I just know that I'm going to hit all of these numbers. I really like squishing it down and fixing the power creep. I think that's going to make it better, not just from a programming perspective, because yeah. 440 million HP, but just so that the numbers we do see have more impact. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and we'll very easily get used to it as well, so. Oh, yeah. It'll take about, honestly, it's going to take me a couple days, and that'll be fine. Yeah, I'll be sad to see my 132,000 HP disappear, but, you know, we're going to be back to that point at, at, by uh, the by level 90. Yeah. Well, like, okay, I think a tank capping out at, like, 110, 120k HP is kind of a lot. I think a black mage capping out at 60 or 70k is probably fine if we scale everything else to match that. Exactly. Where they're, they're able to do, you know, 50,000 uh, bursts of flare and whatever, but exactly. in, instead of 150,000 bursts of flare and whatever. Oh, <laughs> figure out how to cast fire four as many times as you can. That is black mage. Yep. Um, belt, me in the comments, I dare you. Belts are going away. <laughs> And we're getting additional slot. The additional slots are being reallocated to main hand and rings. So that's good. Ooh, a piece of right side gear that we put on the left side for some reason. I um, mean, the belts should have been visible. Yes. They used to be visible, I believe, in 1.0. They were. In 1.0, belts used to be visible. Uh, boob and butt sliders actually kind of worked. 
Um, and now it's just like, nah, your belt is attached to your top depending on if you're a disciple of the hand or a disciple of the and, and it get, it's an invi- and it ends up being an invisible piece of gear that gives you mo- a modicum of stats similar to what you get from a ring i used my weekly drop in the 24 man to get something that isn't gonna glamour that's only three eye levels better than the hq crafted piece that i can only meld two materia to instead of five yeah, I'm down for belts going away. But you I could, just there's. But you could turn ugh. it in for seals in, in the in the in the uh, your grand company in the next expansion. Awesome! Now I have four ventures, and in an <laughs> hour I will have four pieces of garbage to sell. You're not wrong. Just but, or I'll get four pots of black dye, which has happened. Yeah. That was but, fun too. But we do need fifty slots for weapons and fifty slots for rings. One hundred percent. For rings especially, because we have twice as many rings, because we have twice as many hands. There's two slots to equip to. Which I never I, also, I never understood that either. That didn't make sense. I'm glad that we didn't have a left ring slot and a right link and a right ring slot so that we had two sets of inventory to sort through. That would have been a pain in the ass. Um, but yeah, more spaces for rings makes sense. And if anybody is still working on leveling classes or is a really heavy crafter, they have... 13, 14 weapons just sitting in their inventory mm-hmm. at all times. That's half of your slots. That's a lot. So it having 50 is going to be really nice all across the board. Yep, and you're going to be able to have some of those alt weapons for glamour. Like, you're, if you're doing the relic quest, you have to have a secondary weapon for the class you're working on with it because they require yes. you in certain points to put that weapon in your inventory in order to While turn it still in being yes, a you, warrior red mage monk whatever yeah you have to be that job to turn the a, a weapon in for that job so which some people went out and bought a, a level one bow or gun or whatever just so they had something they could equip so they could turn the damn thing in so they could then go sell it for three gil yo dog we heard you like gear so we put gear in your gear but yeah um, it is what it is. I'm glad we're getting some more slots. Um, though I still wish they would, uh, make rings one slot, period. Because having to have two separate rings, and on, in a lot of cases, the fact that, um, like, your upgraded ring, like, the, the, the tombstone ring, it's unique. Yeah. You, you can't have two of them in, your, in the current set. You can have two of them on the old stuff. But you cannot have two of the same ring for current gear, in most cases, for your um, for the, mm-hmm. that's purchasable by Tombstones. How annoying so is you, that? So now you have the crafted one, the upgraded tome, the standard tome, and the twenty the twenty four man. If there is one, there isn't one. The the raid, the raid one, yes, yeah. And the, now you're just like. Okay, cool. So now I have to pick between five rings, and I need to pick the best two. Yep. Which is generally the augmented ring and the raid ring, but half the people don't raid because savage raiding is a lot more difficult. And for for people who have you know full time jobs, trying to find a time to uh, you know schedule a regular meeting time with seven other adults who have full time jobs, yeah, good luck with that. I I, Uh, I, Rory says. Uh, me either. The bracelets cover both wrists. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Earrings. 
earrings cover both earrings. Well, twist some, the numbers around. Some right? like some earrings are just single, but and a lot of times they are they are a pair. I mean, here's the other thing: we're crunching numbers down, right? Mm-hmm. So, if we get rid of one ring and we get rid of one belt, and we just leave the system as it is. I mean, I understand that why they actually kind of does a lot for the math. Yeah, I, I, I understand though why they didn't get rid of both rings because they would have to double up the amount of uh, um, bone uh, uh, stats you get from the ring, and that's too many stats in one piece. Mm-hmm. So mean, welcome to 7.0 where we have one ring, <laughs> and then they just they, they or they would have to adjust all of the um. The accessories, because they're they're adjusting the accessories now, I think, or mm-hmm. or it might be the left hand stuff where they're a, 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 they're increasing it a slight bit to compensate for the lack mm-hmm. of a belt now. Uh it's going to be right hand side. Okay, so it is going to be the accessory side that's getting compensated because and, the belt is just an accessory that ended up on a different spot in the graphical user interface. That's well, all it is. Either way, I mean, they're they're going to increase our. our we're not going to lose stats. We're just going to Hey guys, get... we're talking about math homework here at Phoenix Sound <laughs> Radio. Well, I mean, it's, it, it's, it's 100% necessary for us to understand how the game plays, though. <laughs> the statistician and the network tech are talking math homework here on our video game podcast. <laughs> I'm sorry, not really, though. Make sure to show your work. But, no. uh, I mean, <laughs> I, I think actually he did address, you know, not taking away rings, and there's something that they actually did think about and may still come in 7.0, so we'll have to see. I trust Yoshi P with yeah. this game design. 100%. Just do. It's, it's, he's done an amazing job. I mean, especially, I mean, if you look at 4 or 1.0, they had four rings. That was so dumb. It wasn't four rings per hand. I think it was just two rings per hand. Two rings per hand. You the, could fight with any weapon. You could achieve enmity with any class. You had underwear every, slots. Every, nah, there's underwear slots. Every every job had subclass skills from every other job. Um, horse birds, uh, thaumaturge. Like there's a lot of shit that just showed up at 1.0 that didn't make any sense. I mean. The- <laughs> It was interesting, but it, it it was so kludgy and clunky, and there was no real storyline. So the turnaround no. that this game has made, I mean, okay, the story came later on when when uh, when Yoshida really took over and 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 pushed um, some some new, some new content and, and new ideas where you know, we actually had you know jobs for 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 your characters to uh, to achieve versus just you know classes and skills that you had to to level up and earn that way no but, we are warriors and dark knights and black mages and like the, we're playing final fantasy figure nope, it out we're not gladiators with uh with some rogues or with like some uh white mage skills so you can cure yourself and you're not throwing stones anymore <laughs> oh I, okay, so the throw stone thing is a very uh tactics oriented like it's a skill that you can pick up as a squire and you can stick it on anything all the way to the end of tactics. So you have a ranged attack if you have some effect that's like if an attack that you use hits something, then a bunch of other bullshit goes off. So I get it. It makes sense. I'm glad that they did a little bit of homework on that. It doesn't make sense in an MMO standpoint, though. 
No. It made sense in a single-player strategy standpoint. does not make sense in an MMO. No, not in this case. It was just funny, though. It was. But you had you had to find and, and, and pick up stones to throw at enemies to do one damage to, to, to try and draw them in. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, so that's that was the recap of Endwalker. Uh, yep. <laughs> as we talk about 1.0 stone throw. Um, well... Up- Upcoming game events. Um, they are bringing back the uh, Noctis and the Regalia. The Final Fantasy 15 hey. event will be returning. Uh, Go you, get your car, everybody. Yep, if you did not get your car, I mean, it's a free four-person mount. And it's not that difficult. I think you have to be level 50 in order to complete all the uh, the quests in it. Because you have to be able to fight Garuda. So I, I, it was either 45 or 50. I want to say 50 was what you really needed to be for that. Um... I don't remember. It's been a while. I mean, I, I enjoyed it. I mean, I then I also did the uh, the 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 content that they had for uh, fifteen as well, where that we fought that version of Garuda, and it was it was a lot of fun. I enjoyed it, and you could make uh, Noctis look like a uh, uh, I think he had the cure. Yeah, he and, was a uh, cure. Um, Gladio had the Rogadin stuff, and mm-hmm. um, I want to say Prompto uh, was a Miko. Yep, and, uh, um, why can't I think of his name now? Iggy. Yep. Ignis. He was the, uh, uh um, Elevin. Elizen. Elizen, yeah. El- I was gonna say Elvon, but that's Eleven. I was like, I almost did too! <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it, it was good. I, 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 that didn't go away, though, did it? I think that's technically still playable? Or no, or did it go it's away? It's somewhere in there. I don't, I don't know. I haven't played 15 like in a while. Emmy, lock yourself into a room that you can't get out of because that room doesn't exist in the game anymore. And then you have to call a GM. Well, actually, you, peace, actually Emmy's I think by... all she has to do is um, return, and that, that'll get her oh, where she, she does. Yeah, so she, she, she can get out, but it's funnier to leave herself broken, so yeah, she's just yeah, doing it. Yeah, yeah. Rip. Um, uh, Square Enix is planning the Endwalker Media Tours for mid-September. And I, Sweet. Yoshida, I am hoping I see an email from you. <laughs> I won't, but I can dream, can't I? Be nice. I'd love, I'd love to go to. Uh, it was it Los Angeles last time, or was it San Francisco? I don't remember. L.A. It was. It's LA? always L.A. because they have an office in uh, El Segundo. Yep, and and it's easier for them to 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 rent a space out from there. Well, because they just they have partnerships with all the hotels and stuff. Yep. It'd be interesting to see how uh, COVID affects uh, this, though. I mean, with things opening yes. up, California is still one of the most locked down states. Thank you, California, for having a little bit of sense. Yeah, Washington does not give a shit. <laughs> it's bad. So yeah. bad. Um, but uh, I'm I'm interested to see how that all goes. I'm interested to see the things that they show out of it. I'd really be interested mm-hmm. in seeing it live, but we'll see. <laughs> I, I think we, we we that 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 boat sailed when uh, when when uh, we had uh, um, I and Shannon on, and we got then then it can no longer be on any more podcasts. <laughs> yeah, I remember. God, that was a while ago. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where we're at with that, but it was just kind of funny. Um, Moogle Treasure Troll will be returning for a month prior to the launch of uh, Endwalker. So we're going to be able to have some more cool stuff to uh, run old content to try and get. 
And then, of course, Endwalker Early Access starts on November 19th, with the full release happening on the 23rd. So the week of Thanksgiving, uh, you're not going to go see your family, you're going to be playing Endwalker. <laughs> I mean, honestly, one year I bought tickets to Japan in, like, May, because they were on sale like for, like, $400 or something, mm-hmm. and I completely forgot. And then I just got an email on Monday night that was like, hey, did you know that you can check in for your flight tomorrow? And I'm like, hey guys, I'm going to Japan for Thanksgiving. <laughs> I just completely forgot. That's awesome. I left like Tuesday afternoon and I got back like Wednesday of the next week. It was so stupid. I was oh. like, I forgot I was going. So my Thanksgiving was spent going to Cafe Orsia. Hey, I'd, I'd go for that. That'd be awesome. It was fun. I just don't have that kind of freedom like you because, well, I'm not the most interesting potato on the planet. But you also have a job. <laughs> yeah, the job. There's jo- a few things you have that I don't. You want it? Just kidding. <laughs> I mean, I can't do what you do. It's fine. Yeah, it's all good. Um, Male Vieira, um, like I said, is, is explorable in the the uh, the uh, character creation of uh, a benchmark. So go check that mm-hmm. out. And they are actually a bit, quite a bit smaller than a, uh, a, a female. So, it's kind of neat. Are they? But they're not super tiny at all. Interesting. I, I, I think all right. There's limited faces, and I think that a lot of them look like they belong in J-pop or K-pop bands. <laughs> I mean, it's, there's, there's definitely a, a call for that aesthetic. Will I be uh, uh, fantasying into one? No, I won't. May- will I create an alt? Maybe. Who knows? They're interesting. I'm not a fan of their facial hair options. You, you get either a mustache or or a, or a goatee, or you can you can combine the two. But uh, that's one thing the game needs to improve on is more is more facial hair. I feel like if your options is one, two, or one and two at the same time, just, just don't give me the options at all. Yeah, and they're not the greatest designed. I don't think either. They look really rough. The, 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 it's 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 interesting. I think they don't I have. Fit. I have a yeah. They don't fit at all. I mean, because I like having darker colored hair for my characters, and when you put that dark hair on on their very fair faces, it's very it's a very stark contrast. It's jarring they're Doesn't not look right they're not designed those faces are not designed to have that type of facial hair it's supposed to be more of a if i they're gonna have facial hair at all it's going to be the scruffy look you know the stubble the five o'clock shadow kind of thing you know the the very don't the, shave man you almost have a mustache whoa that's cool oh god that's like me after i wake up after shaving you know I, 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 take, I, I shave, I take a nap, and I have, you know, the, you know half a beard. <laughs> Not quite that much. Um, should we skip the, uh, the Q&A with yes. us, Yoko Taro? There were some I funny things in there. I want to do that with Sarah, because I know he really loved the hell out of that section. So let's it do was, that It him. was kind of weird and funny, but uh, let's see. I, and I think I did. I talked about the, uh, the clips from Soken. Um, yes. Soken's bits. We talked about that on the last show. Um, though I will throw this link in there. I found a translated, uh, um, a, additional translated Q&A. They had a regular Q&A where they asked and answered a bunch of questions. Uh, I will mm-hmm. link that in the chat if you guys are interested in going through that. I didn't 
have time to read through it, unfortunately. Oops, did I just copy and paste it on top of itself? I did. So I'm, I'm a derp. There we go. It happens. But yeah, thank you for the uh, to the Reddit community for the hard work on on translating stuff. Um, they did a lot a lot of live translation as well. Um, this community is just freaking insane, isn't it? At the amount of it's, work they put into it. We love what we do and we love what we play, and it shows in the weird crap that we come up with. Exactly. Speaking of weird crap, Tal has talked with somebody <laughs> who does some weird crap in uh, from about this game, and uh, it's pretty <coughs> awesome, actually. So, so we get a prep station, guys. We actually have a prep station. Uh, for those of you who have are kind of new to the podcast, uh, my original segment from like two and a half years ago when I joined the show <laughs> was we were talking about uh, Final Fantasy fourteen food, all the culinary and history and lore. Um, I was taking time to make some of them and research a lot of like where the dishes came from. And it was a lot of fun and I really enjoyed it. As we've determined, I'm not the only one that does this. And Final Fantasy 14 has a lot of food. Final Fantasy 15 has a lot of food. Final Fantasy 11 I've had, you know, cookies <laughs> from the floating book or whatever. So there's also a point where just copying out of the game only takes you so far. And you need to start getting inspired by different things and kind of come together and create something that is inspired by the Final Fantasies that you love. So, new friend of the podcast, at Moogle Cafe on Twitter, uh, operated by Kay, Moogle Cafe is making foods inspired by some of our favorite Final Fantasy stories and characters. And she was super, super cool and was able to sit down with me and we kind of talked out a little bit of what's going on. I'm going to link her Twitter in the chat. And if you are not part of the Discord, now is your time to finally join the Discord because this is a full on presentation. Uh, there's going to be pictures being thrown into the prep station channel. If you can't, uh, if you're not watching live, uh, definitely jump into our Discord later and check out these pictures because it's food. And let's be real, you eat with your eyes. So I first saw Kay's uh post in the in the coupon group on facebook and i kind of asked her to talk me through the images of hot dogs that she was posting <laughs> i said talk me through the recent items that you've done she's done a lot of stuff but we're starting with a recent thing her response was oh sure well let's start easy uh the dinched is based off of a cutscene near the end where our dear final fantasy 8 brawler stuffs his face full of hot dogs she has decided to do hot dogs as there we go dragging the first picture in there she decided to do hot dogs as a full meal themed around all of the characters from final fantasy 8 that she was interested in oh my god during the game itself he always seemed to be missing out on the cafeteria hot dogs just kind of a no-brainer yeah. his dish should be a hot mountain dog. of hot dogs steamed and grilled topped with a jumbo dog Plenty of traditional fixings, and the hot dogs in Balam Garden are super popular. So she, hot that was dog. why she decided to focus on that. Yeah, it's a it's a melon pond, <laughs> but it's it, it's the melon pond hot dog is in the same uh, cope as the uh, rice ball donut from Pokemon, uh, the hot sauce sake from Yu Gi Oh, uh, Grandpa's tea from Sailor Moon, and a bunch of other stuff like that that they just had to change. <sighs> hot dog you know they, uh, they could have just gone with a jelly donut for crying out loud they could have done a lot of things but we got uh hot 
dog. We got hot dogs instead. <laughs> so her sorry, next set of hot dogs she just did, uh, just mustard and just ketchup. She wanted to do kind of the Almacy and the Lionheart hot dogs. It's classic steamed dogs, single condiment, gourd, which if you've ever grilled a hot dog, you know that scoring them kind of creates some little pockets, holds onto your toppings a little better. She wanted those scores to mimic the scars that they give each other in the opening cinematic for Final Fantasy VIII. And some people are ketchup only, some people are mustard only, and the idea of that rivalry just kind of resonated with her. I really hope now that Cypher the is the ketchup. Uh, I don't remember which one was which. I didn't grab that picture because it's just those two. Now, the oh. next one is more interesting. This one is called the Kinius. This is based on Irvine. I always imagined Irvine to be a pretty smooth guy and maybe one who's going to be a bit more classy in some aspects. Actually, the thing, I'm, word I'm looking for is mature. So instead of the usual Frank and Bun combo, I went ahead and used fancier ingredients for Irvine's specific dog. Tabata bread, spicy Italian sausage, spicy mustard, dressed with lettuce and tomato. It's kind of less childish and more adult. It's a cool vision of a hot dog, and when I think of cool, I thought of Irvine. So, as somebody that's been a chef and somebody that's eaten food around the world, I've eaten hot dogs in Japan that just straight up have tomato slices and mayo, and I kind of winced at the thought, and then I just said, screw it, went in Rome, went, went in Tokyo. And they were amazing. Have so you not had I, a Chicago style? Uh, no. I've had a Seattle style, which has cream cheese. Well, I mean, the, the classic Chicago is, uh, it's got slices of tomato, the neon green relish, onions, mm -hmm. mustard, um, sport peppers, or, or salt, a hot right? pepper, and celery salt, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, they, tomatoes That's... on a hot dog, you know, is not a, oh, not a thing. You know, if some people, if you, tell, if you put, say, ket tomato ketchup, they will kill you. I'm not a ketchup fan, but uh, <laughs> some of my friends are, so I just let them have whatever. No, I, it's fine. I, I know. So here's one of the. Th I started asking her, like, what other stuff have you done that you were really interested in? Tell me some stories about some of the weird things you've made. And she talked me through a set of Moogle cookies that she made where she wanted to do the, the tray of all of the different small cookies where it's the checkerboard one and the one that has the filled circle and the heart shape and the sugar press. And she wanted to make a tray of cookies. So she did. She spent several hours across several days learning how to make a sugar cookie dough, flavor it to vanilla and chocolate, and set it up in rolls so that it all baked correctly. And she was mm. able to get a really cool, unique set. She's also made placemats for her Moogle Cafe. So if you are watching along in the Prep Station channel, uh, you can see that she has placemats under all of her art. They're super cute, her actually. Followers they they are they were one of the really cute ones that's why i grabbed the picture uh her followers on twitter and on instagram uh, she asked and said hey uh what do you guys want me to make if you could make me make anything what is it and of course there's lots of pictures floating around of the cafe or the uh, grand prize if you win the uh, the cat the grand cackpot when you walk in you get a free dessert for your table and the dessert is roughly the size of a dog it is enormous it is absolutely, and they take it out, they put it on your table, and they take your picture, and they, send you, they give you a copy of the picture the whole bit. You can either try to polish it off with your friends, or if it's just you or just two people, you can get a uh, card so that you can pick it up another time when you have more people with you. Or, if you want to, the kitchen will break it down for you, and they refer to it as recruiting a party. 
and they break it down onto different plates and they serve it to everybody in the restaurant. Aww. So that way everybody gets an opportunity to decide it. That's pretty so cool. Her, it was a very cool idea. She said, I want to do the honey toast. I'm not doing a honey toast that has a 32 ounce champagne glass full of pudding and a honey <laughs> toast and cookies and 12 cookie sticks. And she's like, no, I'm doing a more simple honey toast. That's just the chocopan and you know some pudding and some chocolate. But she didn't have the pan. She didn't have the square baking pan. And thus, she had to start getting a little bit creative because when you don't have the right tool, you have to make it. <laughs> so she made a makeshift pan out of foil, an old soda carton, and a lot of prayer. I had to make the bread by hand, too, since I don't own a bread maker. Okay, you're a boss. That is so incredibly cool. So she made her own pan, and as a result, she was able to make her own pan. And so now we have her Moogle honey toast. Sweet. Also, I would so love to I try and polish one of those off by myself. I don't uh, care. So, I would try. <laughs> <laughs> As a person that loves breakfast food but hates cooking breakfast food, I, my favorite style of restaurant will always be a diner. And I just realized I spelled pancakes wrong, and I'm going to upload this image anyway. You can make fun of me later. Uh, she made Google Cafe art pancakes, where you do the low heat uh, small bottle art mm -hmm. and then flip it. So she has an actual Google head uh, pancake. Those that she was able to make. Freaking cute. And I, I would love the hell out of that. So I finally said, what is the most challenging thing that you have made for the cafe? Immediate response. Within seconds. And she threw me images fast enough that I know she's been asked this question before. She said, these little bastards. And she sent me a picture of the gelatin materia. I had been wow. planning to do these since March, but getting them to be spherical and to come out of their molds without ripping was a trial that lasted a few months. Yeah. Not to mention figuring out the right gelatin ratio. Too little and they fall apart. Too much and they're solid and aren't clear when they're held up to the light. They were meant to be like materia from Final Fantasy VII, and in many scenes you see the characters hold them up to the light. And they turned out amazing. Like I said, if you're not in our they Discord right now or don't have a chance to take a look, you need to go take a look. I'm actually going to pull one more picture to throw into the Discord because it just is so mind-blowingly cool that she was able to pull this off. She actually got it to be proper-sized enough that she was able to get it translucent. We go let's throw this in here this is the blue one she has a red one as well the blue one shows it off a little bit better i think so that's what we're going with that is pretty freaking awesome they so, turned out really nice yeah Kay has done some absolutely fantastic work all right let me get back to the rest of the notes though because i interviewed her for a while um i kind of asked i said what got you started right like what made you want to do a moogle cafe it's a good idea. It's a solid idea. Obviously, you're not going to do it like for profit because there's issues there. But I said, what got you inspired? She said, a combination of silliness and the Koopacorn Discord server, the want of having an Otome game with Final Fantasy characters in a cafe setting, and I just love to cook. 
Okay, that was a perfect storm. And let's see here. She loves her favorite style of cooking is actually from izakayas uh, and restaurants in the Japanese style old cuisine. She comes from a family of chefs, so she's had a lot of home training growing up in various things, but her main focus is baking. A little weird that she doesn't have a mixer, but it is what it is. <laughs> um, I did ask about one of her other things that I don't have a picture of, the Ignis skewers. Um, they are prairie-style skewers. They're a ground meat. Uh, they're basically tsukune uh, that she was able to make stick onto the actual bamboo sticks to grill, which is something that I failed at a couple of weeks ago, so I'm incredibly <laughs> impressed that she was able to pull it off. Um, yeah, by the time I got to the red materia, I had basically mastered making spherical gelatin. It took about two months, blah, 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 blah. Anyway, uh, but yeah, so special thank you to Kay for chatting with me, sending me a bunch of amazing pictures that weren't just on her posts. Uh, you can actually find her. I already set her uh, Twitter in the chat. I'm also going to go ahead and throw her Discord link in the chat. And I did uh, touch base to make sure that I could do all this first because I wanted to get everything right. Uh, she also has a YouTube channel uh, that she's working on. She doesn't have a lot of content yet, but she is working on filling out, doing all of her recipes in there. So a special thank you to Kay for all the super cool food, all of the super cool stories. Uh, as a thank you, I sent her a copy of uh, an Izakaya cookbook uh, that I'm a big fan of and cooked a lot of things out of. So I wanted to make sure she was continue to be inspired to show us more awesome Final Fantasy related food. Freaking sweet. I love this community. I really do. The things that people we had a are lot of fun. inspired to do, you know, based off of a video game. Mm -hmm. it's, it's insane and yeah i'm so glad you were able to do this interview with her it'd be really cool to you know check it back in with her later on and see how she's going and uh, maybe have her on the show if, if she's interested so uh she's actually in your time zone so that is potentially possible sweet we'll have to maybe uh check back with her and see what's going on so definitely go check out Oops. her her uh her twitter and her uh youtube and uh give her a follow and like I said, if you want to see all these pictures that have been posted in the prep station uh, channel of our Discord, do stop in. You know, we also have a uh, Lorebrarians channel where you can ask questions of uh, Sarah and the rest of the community. If you have you know questions about lore within the game, why a certain thing is a certain way, or you just you know random uh, refrigerator thought that may pop into your head, you know based on you know why are we. Uh, you know, doing these things in game, you know, it's a great place to have to spark up a discussion. So mm -hmm. it's actually a, a really fun place. And I've, I'm, I'm glad that we have the community that we have. So thank you to everybody who is a part of our, our discord. And, uh, if you're not come join us, it is a good time. All right. So thank you very much. I really do appreciate all that hard work. Cause you've been, you did this like a month, a month and a half ago or something like that. Didn't it was you? like a month ago. Yeah. But I wanted to make sure I struck while the iron was hot. Cause I messaged her almost immediately after she posted it. And then realizing that we weren't friends, she wasn't going to see it. So I posted, I said, Hey, I DM'd you. I have a final fantasy podcast and I'd like to talk with you about your, your food. And she was like, I'm, I'm getting interviewed. And I'm like, is that okay? Do you have time? <laughs> I'm going to ask you some really stupid leading questions just to get answers in text so that I can quote you. And she's like, 
thank you for doing this the right way. And I'm like, ah, I've been interviewed before. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, she's amazing. And uh, we will touch base with her hopefully in the next coming months and uh, find out more cool stuff that she's been up to. Exactly. Because I mean, we've, we've got a whole new world of stuff to, to look at or a new expansions worth of stuff to look at, you know, when Zenwalker is released. So, mm-hmm. but I think that's going to go ahead and do it for this episode, guys. And if you liked what you heard, please make sure to like, subscribe, or follow us out on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or whatever your preferred podcatcher is. And if possible, leave us a rating or review. It helps other people to find our show and lets us know how we're doing. If you really dig the show, you can please consider subscribing to us here at twitch.tv slash Radio, where you get access to a number of subscriber-only emotes and badges. Um, or you can go out to Patreon and support us there, like our benevolent overlord, Aurori Fenrir, or our new shadowy foreign investor, Tibby at Salts. What? Oh my god! Yes, we got a new uh, Rainbow Pinion level supporter. Um, If you support us at that level, $20, uh, you get your name read out um, in our um, outro, as well as you get your own custom title. One person gets that title. So it, we, we try and do something very special for you. So thank you so much to Aurori and Tibiant for, uh, for supporting us out on Patreon. We really do appreciate that. Um, you can go check that out by going to patreon.com slash Radio. All proceeds go towards growing the show, covers things like hosting costs, allow us to improve and upgrade equipment, as well as do some fun things like contests and giveaways. But any kind of support, whether it's emails, likes, Tweets or retweets, follows, subs or donations, they're always greatly appreciated. We really do love interacting with you guys and the rest of the community. If you want to catch up on our backlog of podcasts, or maybe see a random article that we wrote like five years ago about uh, uh, Gilgamesh or, you know, something like that, you can go to our website, phoenixsunradio.com. I do want to get back to doing more stuff on the website. It's just work is very, very busy. We might have to get see if somebody... Dallas is interested in doing some web work for us. <laughs> I mean, you are fun employed right now, aren't you? Yeah, but I don't have any web skills. <laughs> it's it's all literally just uh, you know, it's WordPress. It's super simple. Mm-hmm. Anyway, anyway, <laughs> if we can maybe find somebody who to help us out, we we'll put out additional uh, um, articles and things like that out there. We'll definitely do that. But all of our our backlog of podcasts are available out there as well. Um, you can email us questions, um, suggestions. Um, you can yell at us for screwing something up. Podcast at phoenixstarradio.com. Or you can tell every, the world that we screwed something up out on Twitter at PHXDN Radio. Or you just say hi, you know, follow us. You know, we, we have been posting some really interesting content. Um, last couple of weeks has been a little bit more than what we've posted in the past. So um, it's pretty cool. And of course, uh, if you want to, if you're uh, not catching us live at Twitch, you can also go to youtube.com slash Phoenix Star Radio. And 24 hours later, you will have the newest version of the video podcast up and available to watch there. So, Mr. Talas, do you have any shout outs? I'd like to shout out to Sarah and James for buying a condo that came with a pool. That was fire. Uh, it was awesome today. Nice. Uh, shout out to Pyrocats for going. Uh, hunting with me today for cool stuff old video games and whatnot uh a shout out to bannon 
for allowing me to and have entirely too many tools in every single room of his house and property. <laughs> uh, shout outs to uh, our awesome friend, Sarah, uh, who is hopefully going to be feeling significantly better soon. Uh, we miss you, buddy. You are awesome. And we will see you when you get back. Uh, if you want to get in contact with me and harass me about pretty much anything you're interested in, I am available at Marvelous Tofu on TikTok and Instagram. I check both of them infrequently. Uh, you can also find me on the Discord here at Phoenix Town's Discord as Marvelous Tofu. Thank you so much for joining us again this week, my friend. Of course. And of course, I need to also shout out um, Sarah. I hope you're feeling better as well. Um, hope a nice rest is, is helpful for you. Um, and we will see you on the next episode. Shout out to the Moogle Troop. I don't know if, if speaking of uh, um, Twitter, I posted uh, earlier this week that I just casually walked into the uh, the Gold Saucer and I walked into a, a a rock concert. Basically, Moogle Troop is from uh, what? Shoot, I forgot their uh, what server they were on. I'm a terrible per host. I know I should have had all this information ready to go. It's all good, man. Let me find that here. I need to go to the tweet deck. Yeah, we do this stuff live because, you know, we don't get, we, we, we give very little dams. We just do what we want to do. <laughs> and it's fun. Exactly. Let me bring this. Okay, Moogle Troop are out of the... I can read this here. But they had it listed here somewhere. I know they have it listed here somewhere. I know, because I, I've read it and I saw it. They've got to be somewhere on, on Primal because otherwise they wouldn't have been able to visit Hyperion. But uh, they, were, they, they joined us and it was uh, a party of eight uh, Lollafells dressed as Moogles and, they, uh, and their conductor and they were doing just some amazing covers of music. Oh, it was so cool. I tried to record some of it. I remember so, these, seeing these guys. So, yeah. I could, so I could share it with you guys um, after getting permission from them, of course. But unfortunately, when I tried to record it via OBS, it did not pick up the, the game sound for whatever reason. So rip me. It is what it is. But uh, no, they did an amazing job. I guess they've been making uh, uh, server tours uh, during the Make It Rain campaign and, and performing at the uh, Gold Saucer on a lot of different servers. So Very cool. It was freaking amazing i guess they've done some work uh they they joined LunarCon. i think they had a, an online thing okay um they did a mog stock concert i think they, they may have you know places that they go for on a lot of different uh servers because they, that they were on this one was um mateus which was crystal but uh, yep. then they also were over on excalibur which is um primal yeah, it's, I mean, I think they might, they might have be everywhere, so. But freaking awesome. If you happen to catch them, they're amazing. Follow their Twitter at uh, Moogle, T-R-O-U-P-E. And it's a lot of good, it's, it's a good time. They, they do a, a really good, good job there, so. Um, th so shout out to them. That was a lot of fun. <laughs> um... Aside from that, just shout out to everybody who's catching us live here at Twitch.tv, as well as listening to us on the podcast. We really do appreciate each and every one of you who listen to our podcast as they go live. So thank you so much. Um, we hope you continue to enjoy our, our random shenanigans. So 
So for my co-host, Talis Marvelous, for the missing Sarah Timono, who will be back next time, and for myself, I'm Klaus Nightbringer, wishing everybody a wonderful evening. Thank you so much for joining us, and we'll catch you on the next one. Take care. Phoenix Down Radio is a production of phoenixdownradio.com and Illusion Productions. Final Fantasy XIV and Eorzea are trademarks of Square Enix. In-game content for Phoenix Down Radio is a copyright of Square Enix. Open to music for Phoenix Down Radio is provided by Guilty Gear Rocky. Check out the Metal Choke War theme cover and many other music videos at youtube.com slash guiltygearrocky. Closing music for this episode is provided by GuitarLanker90. Please check out their full version of Matoya's Cave and other rock video game covers at youtube.com slash guitarlanker90. The views and opinions expressed in this episode are those of Phoenix Down Radio and its hosts and do not reflect the views of Square Enix.